Welcome to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Here's your hosts, Kyle Baker and Dieter Burrell. Welcome back to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. It's Kyle and Dieter here. And today we're going to be talking about a conversation that came up at lunch today. Dieter and I had lunch today with a couple of colleagues and when we were leaving, I mentioned something to Dieter and he thought that'd be the perfect thing to talk about today. It it triggered it triggered me because you said uh, you know, you're having to manage a lot of people at the office that you're at and you said and I quote wrongly probably it's like I can't see myself do all the work that Dieter does at my office. That's why I have people can I, I can I can disseminate work to other people. And I go, that that's great. That's a great that you have that resource. That's a, that's a good resource. Yeah, I and, mean, uh, you, you have to wear a lot of hats, right? Doing sole proprietorship. Right. Like you're the one writing the contracts. You're the one sourcing the clients. You're the one drafting the projects, doing the specification. I'm like, you're doing from as I like to call cradle to grave of the project, right? Well, right. for me. That's a, that's a lot. And I don't necessarily do that. I kind of oversee a lot of that stuff and I can do all of those things, but I don't necessarily do it on every project. Yeah. Well, I, I think, I think, uh, you know, I think when I first started, I, I didn't understand the concept from the start, from the very start to the very ending of the project. And, you know, graduating in 97, going to work for a big company not understanding all those, I just understood that I was going to help draft. So the majority of the work that I did was drafting with other people and, you know, try to put the idea of the architect on paper. And I'm sure you guys remember, I used to work for Architectonica, a big company down in Miami, uh, international architecture firm and the owner, you know, whatever, all the, all the history that has to do with them. I'm sure you guys can go online and check it out and, and you guys can educate yourself. I don't have to get into, into that, but at that point, I didn't know. I just, I just barely knew what architecture was because of what schooling I had. Right. You know, it's like, oh, we're doing buildings. So, okay, great. We're doing buildings. We're doing, you know, concepts of the ideas and and learning about architects, learning about art styles and everything else. So I think when I left Miami and I went started working for a smaller firm, I started seeing more of like, I think it wasn't just the drafting portion, but it was now we're going to get involved into codes and regulations and laws and rules and. All this other stuff is like, oh, okay, now it's bringing in like all those classes that you took in school. It's like, oh, well, you know, like you, they talked about, uh, I think we had a, what is it, professional practice in, in, in school mm-hmm. where they talk about that kind of stuff. So, oh, so now it's starting to bleed more into what we're, we're talking about. And then structural. Oh, yeah, I remember taking structural classes, you know, and then some other people may have taken some other some other specialty courses. Like I think I, I took a, a preservation course, which then it's never helped me in any of the work that I've done because I've never had to do any preservation on any old historic buildings. Right. But I've always had that background of, of historical preservation uh, because I took the course. And I think after working down in Naples, Florida for about nine months, I think it was nine months, I got, I got an experience, a general experience of that. And I ended up moving to Arizona. And there I got to see a different world. I think it was the, I'm going to call it the fast food uh, the rubber stamping yep. of like just constant, you know, you're, you're just producing, 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 and then inserting these designs into uh, site plans. Yeah, you know, uh, master plans. Uh, 
you know, real quick gas stations, you know, and anything and everything that you can just shove those things into as fast as you could. Yeah. I mean, so one of the things, like, like I said, it came up at lunch today and, you know, I'm getting ready to be licensed and I'm still working at a firm and everything like that. But like, think about somebody who is newly licensed and they want to go out on their own. Like, there's so many parts of being an architect that aren't just design, right? How do you get that experience? How do you learn to do those things? Like, how do you get to where you don't have to rely on anyone else and you can take a project all the way from a client idea, all the way through permitting, all the way through construction? It, it takes, it, do, it one thing it does take is, and I don't think people don't want to hear this, but it does take a level of like discipline, which is, I, I, I call it discipline repetitive. Yeah. Because some people say, oh, well, I don't have good discipline. Well, you do it if you brush your teeth and comb your hair every day. That's a repetitive thing. So in reality, if you if you want to learn to kind of keep yourself in line, what is the one thing that helps you stay in line? Go back to college days or go back to your high school days or whatever whatever days. And, and all the things that you kind of, in order for me to kind of stay in line to do things, I needed to kind of get a binder, get a marker board get a blackboard and i did little little notes on it or i, I wrote down in, on a mirror every morning things that i needed to get done that's what i call repetitive behavior which is a type of discipline that it's inherent in some people and learn in others yeah so i think when you're having to manage and this is what uh, this, and this is sort of where i was going with when I went from one firm to another, to another to another, and I started seeing different people, every person that I, I made contact, I learned something, and I just absorbed, mm-hmm. absorbed their 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 knowledge base as much as I could. Yeah. And then I, the next person is like, oh yeah, well, how do you kind of keep track of things? Oh, this is what I do, and they put push pin, uh, push pins. I'm sorry, push pins on the wall, and they had a, a marker board, and they put notes, and they stick them there, and, and you know that's how they track themselves, and they have multiple things sequentially. Now, you, some people use the software, some people use Outlook, some people use, um, what is that, uh, management program web, yeah. uh, software, you know, that kind of keeps them track of things. Now, some people use tools in the trade that, you know, are common in other trades. You know, contractors use that same. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's a lot about, like, staying focused and on task and all that stuff. And, you know, one of the big things, like, how do you get to where you can you learn that information, right? Like, how did you learn how to put contracts together? How did you learn to be able to put an entire set of CDs together? How did you learn how to deal with the construction administration stuff to where you can now, without really needing any help from anyone else, do all of those things? Like for me, I rely on my team, my network, my pe- the people that I've met along the way. Right. Like I can be sitting at my office and I'll look at something and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do egress on this 12-story building. Maybe Dieter's done one, or mm-hmm. maybe Paul's done one, or maybe right. Joe's done one. And I call up one of these people that are on my team or my network. Hey, man, have you ever done a 12-story building? Like, that's how I get things done when I don't have all the information. But as a sole proprietor, are you doing that? Are there people that you reach out to? Do you, do you Have you found strategies to learn that information more? I, I think the more you're exposed, and th- that that happens also when you work from one company to the other, because you work for a company and you're in a niche. See, I found that now that I've moved, I've now worked for three different architecture companies, right? And none of them do it the same way, no. and none of them 
are attacking problems the same way. And so I, I do think like you don't want to be the person that bounces around all the time, obviously, right? But there's something to be gained by maybe trying out somewhere new or not being stuck in that rut. And so that, I mean, you've worked for how many architecture firms? Let's see. One, two. Like three, four, three, five. Four, uh, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. And, and so, and not only that, but it's not like you, it's not eight in Pensacola, right? It's, no. you had some in Miami, you had some in Arizona, you had some in Pensacola, you had some wherever, and you gained a little bit of knowledge from each of those. But so some of this just takes time, right? right? Some of it's just time. Yeah. But I think, you know, for someone like me, that's fairly new, like I've been in the architecture world for you know, 10 years, having a team or a network of people to be able to call on is one of the big things. But like, I don't, I don't necessarily know, like anyone that could come straight out of school, take all their tests and start their own firm. I think that I will, I will, I've heard this from people in the past and you don't know what you don't know. And that's okay. That's a great statement. We, you're a damn genius for saying that <laughs> you're, you don't know what you don't know. That's an idiotic statement, by yeah. the way. I don't want to ever hear anybody tell me that you don't know what you don't know because you don't know what you don't know yourself either. Right. The weed. I mean, and, we, we have talked about that before, like not knowing the right answer or the right questions to be asking. Right. Like, I don't even know the, the question that I should ask in this situation. Right. Having um, the resources, having, having you knowing that you don't know it is better than thinking you know it and, and then not. trying to provide an answer instead of saying... Instead of telling the client or telling somebody to say, you know what, let me get back to you on that. I think uh, what happens is I think arrogance exudes in some people and they're willing to just say whatever they feel like saying and then realizing they have to take three steps back because what they said was never correct. Fauci and um, I didn't hear that anyways, <laughs> but um, I think that's you could fast track. I think you can fast track. Uh, learning how to run your own business if you work for if you work with a smaller company yeah but pros and cons now if i was a small if i had graduated and i took my test and i passed all my tests and i graduated and i opened my own small office most likely um i would be spending a lot of time doing residential what and then but you have to kind of you have to migrate and grow to commercial and one way to do that is to expose yourself to things that you're unfamiliar to, especially when it comes to codes and regulations. The, the, the benefit, and it's also very important for mentors in offices to mentor interns because, and here's one thing I learned, I didn't learn early on, I learned later on, and it's because they mooch off of you. A company will mooch off of you as for, for Pete's sake, you would you don't even know how much they'll love to mooch on you because they need the manual labor. Yeah. Because I think it is your responsibility as an intern to challenge that those people to mentor you. And if they can't step up, you need to step away. Yeah. Well, and that's also and one thing that I do, like I've gotten to a point where I now can manage people, right? So I have younger people than I I'm no longer the youngest person at my firm. Oh no. So um <laughs> So I have younger people than me, right? And so I want to give those people the opportunities that I got and the ones that I wish I would have gotten. And so that's a challenge for any of the other, you know, senior level staff or, you know, people that have been in the industry for 20 years. Like, don't 
let the younger people have to fight the same battles that you had to fight just because you feel like they should have to go through the same torment that you did. Yeah. Right? I, I think I think everybody wants to get like the ABCs of how to get to be your own self-proprietor. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and the way that that happens, I think, is, is by learning from other people's mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of people want you to have to make those mistakes yourself. That, that's and, the, that's and the learn fear. through there. That's the fear that I see in a lot, lot of like, firms. They don't want you to make mistakes. Yeah, the the way that we progress and keep pushing the envelope further is by not having to repeat those same mistakes over and over and over again just because they're new people, right? Like if if I tell you without having to show you how to do division that you know nine divided by three is three, well you should get that right every time. You shouldn't have to learn division in order to be able to do that, right? Like I've already made that mistake. I'm teaching you. Now you know. Now you can build off of that as opposed to having to go through that long process. Right. To learn that that mistake or yeah. learn that lesson. Here's a perfect uh, simple simple perfect example. Imagine you, your son or your daughter or a small child. You were teaching them how to uh, ride a bicycle. The basic everybody and it's like, okay, right, you, you push him behind the chair and you're pushing him and you let go of it and you see that he's riding the bike and he's screaming, I can ride, I can ride, I can ride. And then he falls. Now you got two options. You yell and scream him, at him. Yeah. Yell and scream at him. <laughs> you either go and cater to him and say, oh, baby, it's okay, it's all right. Or you say, you're fine. No blood, right? No. Let's get back on. Because you're there to tend to his mistake and then pick him back up right because if you go there's like oh baby it's okay go put the bike away you just shut you just shut the whole growth out you say get back up we scrape and get cuts and we we get back on the bikes and we ride the bike because it's more fun to ride the bike than it is to complain about the cuts i I think that's a good analogy because a lot of times what you'll find in offices and other even in architecture other places as well you make a mistake and the person that's reviewing it or they're overseeing just berate you for that mistake, right? Yep. Like, how could you be so dumb to make that mistake? I can't believe that you wouldn't know that that's the way that we don't do, you know, we don't do things that way or whatever, as opposed to, hey, look, man, saw this mistake, not a problem. It's okay. We're going to fix it. We're going to get back into this project and we're going to keep pushing it forward. Yep. But, you know, because you, you also don't want it to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to I'm just going to fix it. And I'm not going to tell can't him. Ba- you can't baby everything. You can't hoard everything. And don't, don't let that person say, hey, I want you to the best manager was the worst manager I ever had. And he said, here you go. Here's the project. Come get me and tell me how are you going to manage it? Yeah. The other thing with that and, you know, we'll wrap this up. The other thing with that is for younger people out there being able to ask questions, not being afraid to ask questions. I've worked with several interns and I can always tell the ones that are really going to succeed and the ones that are going to struggle for a long time. And the biggest telltale sign of that is the one that's not afraid to come to my desk and ask me a question. And if I say, Hey, look, I don't have time for that right now. And they go back over there to the desk. The ones that aren't going to make it or that are going to struggle, they sit there and they wait for me to give them the answer. The ones that I know are going to be able to push things further and be able to do this one day are the ones that go back to their desk and they go looking for the right answer. And when I come back 20 minutes later, they go, hey, I found this. Is this what we want to do? And I go, 
actually, that's not a bad way to do it. Yeah, let's look into that. Or no, we don't want to do it that way. We tried that one time. It didn't work for this reason. Here's the way we typically do it, yeah. right? But yeah. we have to have people that are in our offices that are not afraid to ask questions. And that's based on the culture that we set. They cannot be afraid to ask questions. Mm -hmm. And when they don't have the answer, they have to be able to take the initiative to go and try to find that answer and use their team, right? Like yeah. are there things I don't know. And so I called, I call Dieter or I call whoever right. and I say, Hey man, have you ever done this before? Right. That is a way that you grow. Yep. So I, I even have older architects call me and ask me questions. Here's a quick one before we leave. Maybe we should do that one day. Maybe we should have a live and we should let people call us. We should do that. I don't know how to set it up, but we, we could we could figure it out. If anybody is interested, we'll make in mistake, doing that, guys. Yeah. If anybody is interested in doing that, this is not legal advice. But if you're interested in doing that, go to our Facebook page and uh, let us know. Leave leave us a comment or something, and maybe I'll create a post for it and uh, do that. And if if it, we have people that are interested in doing that, we can set up a time where we can have a call in number, and we'll do a live uh, podcast and. You can pick our brains on things or ask us questions and we can try to give you some answers. That'd be cool. All right. Cool. Well, before we go, as always, the joke of the day. Which vegetable is cool, but not that cool? Radish. Thanks for listening to the T-Squared Dad's Brown Bag Podcast. Please subscribe on your favorite platform and we will talk to you next time.